Hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not gonna allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. What up, what up? Sup Worlds Camera Upgrade America podcast. What are we on, CJ? Like episode 27 or something? Uh, I think this week would be 28. I was trying to get the numbering right. Oh, yeah. For all you listeners, new followers, all that, like, subscribe, tell us what you think. We leave all the information in the episode notes and everything. Just want to thank you for your support. We appreciate any feedback we get. Thank you. Um, we're, we're keeping this thing rolling, y'all. So what are we talking about today, Cam? I believe we're talking about the good old two alpha, a.k.a. Get it? A.K. The, the Second <laughs> I Amendment. See, I see what you did there. That was cute. <laughs> but yeah, this is a, a very sensitive uh, topic right here, but something that I'm passionate about for my own reasons. And, and I'm really um, glad that we're finally addressing this, uh, the Second yeah. Amendment. Um, I think there's no better way to start this episode off than reading the actual Second Amendment. Now, most people have the misconception that it's like a long paragraph drawn out. Believe it or not, the Second Amendment is just one line. It's a one-liner that addresses this this controversial freedom that's been uh, misinterpreted. So let's take a shot. Let me get my Benjamin Franklin on. Okay. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So, that brings me to question number one, CJ. How do you interpret that statement? How do you interpret the Second Amendment? Well, based on you reading it, (laughs) to me it seems pretty straightforward, but I know it's open for interpretation, so... Me re- listening to it, it's like, yeah. yo, government can't take your guns. Basically, what it boils down to. So, highlight the the parts in in, in that phrase where where it says government can't take your gun. I want I want to look over that too, and because I have my own interpretation, and and I'll dive into it later. But so I'm gonna read it again. Okay. A well-regulated militia. Mm-hmm. Being necessary to the security of a free state, the rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So, okay, so you're saying the infringement of mm-hmm. the right and the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. So, yeah. I look at that, but what's been misinterpreted is what are the circumstances for the people to bear arms is it are they being permitted to bear arms so they can be in a a, a as as stated a well-regulated militia like or are they because it really doesn't say hey like you have the right to bear arms just so you can protect your home from burglars and and uh and meth addicts like you know <laughs> yeah good point it, it, it's, it seems to be aiming more towards the, the militia route. Having weapons available, you know, yes, they have multi, they have dual purposes. Like, yeah, you have the right to bear arms for tyranny, you know, to protect against government tyranny, but someone breaks into your, to your home, mm-hmm. I'm saying you, you're, you're permitted to use force to, to stop them and you just happen to have a gun around, but... 
What's I ask you real quick? What's your interpretation? When you hear that line, what do you think? Um, I I believe that the as I mentioned, the primary purpose mm -hmm. is to deter tyranny, deter the threat of tyranny. Because here's the thing, or at least how I see it, mm -hmm. it's like a government can say you have this rights, you have this rights, and you have these, you have all of these rights. Mm -hmm. But if you have nothing to back it up, i.e. the Second Amendment, then they're just empty promises. They can easily be taken away. They can easily be taken away. Like, yeah, you imagine having the, the, the right to have freedom of speech, but yeah. with no, um, no Second Amendment. So when some, uh, some dictator is like, hey, um, no, you, you got to change the, the press. Or I'm, I'm gonna have you thrown in, in jail, which I heard Abraham Lincoln did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, get, I'm gonna look that up a bit later, maybe when we discuss the First Amendment. But there's rumors that Lincoln and other presidents had people with press jailed. But anyways, we're, we're deviating from that. I just okay. want to say that I, I I think that's the primary purpose, and then defense and everything of that nature is comes second. Okay. Um, the tricky thing is when it was written. It was a time of when the country was forming mm -hmm. and how basically we won our country's independence was through guerrilla warfare. The citizens like, up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Terrorism. Yeah. Um, so it, they wrote it kind of based on that. So I will actually, these questions are not on the list, but I would throw it back to you. Like, should we amend the, the second amendment to fit current times? Um, you know what? While um, I was preparing for this episode and I was doing my research and when I stumbled upon how the Second Amendment is literally a one-liner that is very vague. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I think we have to sit down and, and really discuss and, and expand upon it and, and really outline what that means. Be that as it may, one thing that must remain constant mm -hmm. is that last part where it says, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That must remain constant. If we're going to, uh, under no circumstances should they, should they take away all weapons. Gotcha. But, um... Sorry about the throwing it off a little bit, but I was just No, curious. no, not at all, because this just flows right into the next question. Okay. Because, again, how I interpret the Second Amendment is that the people are the counterbalance of the federal government. More or less, if the feds got, became tyrannical, mm -hmm. the people would be the, the counterbalance to offset that tyranny. So, yeah. um... If the underlying purpose of 2-alpha is to counterbalance the feds and ward off tyranny, should well-regulated militias be able to obtain the same grades of weapons as the federal government to include aircraft, ordnance, and firepower? Mmm. That's tricky with the aircraft. We pretty much state to state varies on the ordinances like grenades, law rockets, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The aircraft one is really tricky. That's a whole. I don't know. Air power, air superiority. You know that we rule the sky, man. 
Oh yeah, the Air Force. And you know the critical assets, the critical advantage that air power has in in, in yeah. warfare. Yes, we are airmen. We know this to be true. Um, the Air Force just turned seventy-two. You know, what I'm well, happy birthday. Yeah, that was uh, the eighteenth, I think. Seventeenth, eighteenth. Belated. Um, yeah, belated. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know what? The weird part about it is I feel like if we're gotten to that point, that's pretty bad. I think that's what's going on in my head as you ask the question. Well, hold on. Again, it's not a a well-regulated militia is not exclusively like our mission is to train it all doing push-ups. Like our mission is to train to, to fight against tyranny. And nah, man, I imagine they would be backing up America you know, they would be backing up in the unlikely event of uh, contingencies and, and, and things of that nature where you require for citizens would be, be filling those positions to, you know, to beef Absolutely. up the vet. So that, their, their mission would not be exclusively to, you know, to to go against the feds. It would just be, uh, they would be a well-regulated militia. It would be a military force outside <laughs> of the chain of command mm-hmm. of um, the from the president, more or less. Gotcha. I think so, the only- Remember, the key word is well-regulated. So there'd have to be a guideline and instructions. They'd probably have to have AFIs and everything as well to, to govern uh, their use of force in uh, air superior air power. The militias are very tricky. Let's keep it honest in America. They tend to be combat veterans, white males. I'm not saying it's not diversity within militias, mm-hmm. but mainly the images of what you see or what you you know hear about, read all that. Mainly white males. So I would say for other groups in America, what would those militias um, militias look like, and would they all be working together? Say in these instances, I would say that would be the key to unify them but mm-hmm. i'm not sure i haven't done um, much research i've heard about the michigan militia i've heard about countless other militias across cali and and, and the united yes. states Arizona. and um you're right many of them do fit those demographic profiles mm-hmm. and um while we seem to have our own militias in the hood, they are not well regulated. Yeah. And um, I suppose I would like to see gangs transition into militias, like protect the communities, like mm-hmm. stop this violence, protect own these communities and stop the violence. You know? um, but you would have to be regulated. You're, you, you mentioned that like, would they work together? I would like to see them work together under one unified mission. Like, mm-hmm. let's all have a shared goal. This is why we're mobilizing in this state, in this state, in this county. This mm-hmm. is why we're mobilizing for one mission. Let's get a mission statement for that. And also a code of conduct. Something mm-hmm. that's be a unified code of conduct for all militias. And um, because the key words in there, it's, it's regulation. Yeah. If you're going to get military grade weaponry and um, possession of a, a literal army, there yeah. should be a, a code of conduct to adhere to. And there could be one. I just didn't do my due diligence. So for, forgive me if, if there is. No, that's all good. I didn't really do much research. I'm just going off the dome uh, pretty much. 
But um, let me ask you a question. So let's see here. Did the military change your view of guns in general? Yes, absolutely. Um, it really desensitizes you to guns for one. Like, remember we we'd be riding around in like the deuces. Like, how many people fit in the back of a deuce? Maybe sixteen. Maybe sixteen. And if you're like not following the rules, twenty or something like that. <laughs> or less, there'd be gun barrels every which way you'd have guns in your face and then it's just like you you're you're used to it you know and um at the same time how has the military viewed my 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 perception on weapons we watched we came up our introduction to weapons was like what through action movies and video games yeah you know and um a bb gun when i was growing up I yeah and then you you what did what was the caliber of the bb gun oh shit oh uh, because i remember they had some like the pump seven. actions were supposed to be like a little bit smaller than the 22 right yeah sort of, well it was way smaller than the 22 but i remember the caliber being like 0.177 for bb guns so that's like half of a 223 sort of roughly i guess now is that with the co2 or without it that was without it. So I don't know what the CO2 is probably. Yeah, because that one had more power. Okay, I'm thinking of not the BB. It's pellet guns that are oh, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. less than, I, a, I uh, than, it's, than a, a 22. But anyways, my how my view on weapons, it, it, it changed as far as like... Uh, the first time I threw a hand grenade... Oh, like, I that. They downplay it, and that's something they downplay in video games, and they downplay in movies, particularly when um you you, you hear about the tales of the, the guy jumping on a frag and he saves the whole uh the whole squad or fire team, whatever. But it's like it's such destructive force. But um, yeah. When you're in the military, when you're holding a, a weapon, it's because the the chances are that those weapons can be used against you <laughs> and um that's the whole purpose of of, of carrying a weapon in, in the military it's either to the the it's for defense and um the first time i shot the the 240 bravo <laughs> i was just like does the enemy have this they're like sometimes some of them and i was just like wow like I'm putting rounds down range, and then you have to imagine that same thing coming, coming back to you, and that was very sobering. But um, my perception on weapons, weapon safety, you know, that's one thing we're really about in security forces is like safe, clear. You always want to check if your weapon is safe, meaning like the safety is on. And you also, when you're handling your weapon, unloading it or loading it, you want to make sure the weapon is clear that no rounds are in the chamber because you can have negligent discharges. Um, can't tell you how many times those weapons, uh, the safety lever goes to fire, the three yeah, rounds first. That's what happened in Afghanistan. But, uh, yeah, you, you had a negligent discharge. Yeah, man. It was like embarrassing. I, I was crushed, like confidence wise, because, like, yo, I've never had this happen. And then it didn't help that I was with the army, so they looking at me. So I was like, 
I thought mm-hmm. this is your MOS and blah, 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 because they were all like infantry and stuff. Not infantry, they were all like artillery and shit. So they all looking at me like, the Navy dudes was cool. They was like, yo, you know, it happened. Let's when I was in Iraq, we had quite a few. Um, this was a tale that was passed down. There's a game called Click. And more or less, it's um, Army would play this game. It's like, you'd wake up your buddy. If your rifle is clear, there's no rounds in the chamber, you're doing a functional check, meaning you're checking if to see if your weapon is, is fully functional. You would pull the trigger, and you would hear an a thud or, or a click when the firing pin is, uh, you know, it's striking whatever it's, it's, it's hitting up against. But I guess uh, someone had a round in the chamber. Boom. Fratricide. And um, that was that. And that's it's a negligent discharge. But um, this thing happens. People play with their weapons. Guys are playing quick draw. Quick draw with the, what do we hold? Nine, uh, nine millimeter Berettas. Yeah. It's not like a, um, I mean, you've handled a revolver, right? Excuse I do me. believe yeah. it's double action, so it's a lot of pressure to pull the trigger back. So I yeah. get how guys can do quick draw with that. But with the 9mm, I don't recall how many pounds of pressure is to make that thing go off, but it, it's nothing you, it's, and then if you have the hammer back too, like yeah. it, you don't want to, you don't want to play with that. But. I only say that to say this, that um, negligent discharges happen with weapons, and that's why we have to really take weapons safety into consideration in the military and also in, uh, you know, with civilians. Which, uh, this question I want to throw at you, Okay. like, what's up with the, what do you think is up with um, the transition to uh, a lot of pistols are going towards the whole... Glock approach, no safety, just uh, or a different version of a safety. Yeah, I was about to say it's basically a safety and trigger. Um, me, I'll be honest, I'm not really comfortable with that aspect. Like, I like my weapon because it has two, it's damn near three safeties. It feels mm-hmm. like I like that, I'm more comfortable with that. Um, because it's like one in the handguard area, then you're talking about the XP, XP. yeah. The Mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen that. I like this. It's polymer. It's kind of like a yeah. kind of Glock like. Yeah. It like it was very futuristic. That was a. But uh, I'm, I'm more regarding to, um, you know, people who, who got kids and, and guns. Yeah. Like, that's a. Uh, I don't know. Like, I do. I do want a Glock, but. I know that that one I'm going to be very careful with because, like I said, that trigger, that, I have to get used to that, to be honest. I'm pretty comfortable with the joint I have now, but, um... But I get it for law enforcement, I get it for law enforcement because it's like, you know, it's, um, you have one in the head and then you don't have to worry about, um, you know, having any additional mechanisms preventing you from firing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's that's just something. I get it's tactical practicality, and I, I'm just. It just seems that's the trend, and I'm mm-hmm. mentioning it. It's not that I'm against it. It's yeah. just uh, that that seems to be a trend that I'm noticing. But I, um, I, think I just gotta get used to it. That's all. I'll be fine. Did we 
did we uh circle away from the whole uh i know you mentioned uh, about aircraft and everything but we said if we had regulation right yeah um as far as the aircraft would between that and like the ordinances and stuff it's just i just get a little concerned about zealots hidden within the ranks or say disagree with somebody well now this person got access to a jet or a helicopter or something you so know, you like, mean to say that does not exist in the that's not a potential uh, reality in in um in the armed forces that's well, less than likely, but you're talking about the civilian sector. It's a whole different ballgame. I imagine you'd still have to have some sort of equivalent to a security clearance or something along those lines. It's not like, hey, like, you know, um, my day job is at Chipotle, but on the weekends, <laughs> I'm a fighter jet pilot. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have some, uh, you know, some clearances. You gotta have passed some tests. Like I said, it's gotta be regulated. Um, yeah, the regulation part, I agree. If you can have a standard, yeah, because that thwarts, well, not say thwarts, usurps worrying about leaders. If, if the regulations should be the leader, the code of conduct should be the leader. You know what I'm saying? Because leaders come and go, but that stuff should stay the same. They'll keep consistency across the board. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Because we've seen what happens with leaders, like they get drunk with power, you know, or if you think, uh, you know. Absolute power. Um, you got another question or you want me to I got plenty of questions. Go ahead, yeah. throw one at me. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, okay, do you think as an American, if we didn't have the Second Amendment, we would be in less wars and less conflicts also domestically too our domestic violence situation not like domestic violence within mm. couple, but i'm talking about like shootings and stuff like that um i dare to say maybe because <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing and and i i i i suppose i pondered that before mm -hmm. so canada is our neighbor to the north mm -hmm. and um i think they have guns like hunting guns but it's hard mm -hmm. to get guns there so i don't would we be like canada that's sort of how i kind of foresee how we would be, mm -hmm. would be like canada i guess but here's the thing we are the buffer between South America and Canada. Okay. And we have guns. Mm hmm So think about um the cartels and um you know organized crime that trickles in through America. Mm -hmm. What if America was a soft nation? But and these guys came through with Uzis and just like, you know, wreaked havoc and and everything. Because uh, let's let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. What what do you think is the average response time if you uh, called nine one one and says you're like getting murdered or something? For me, I can speak on a micro level. It'll probably be like five to seven minutes because I live near ah. the police station. Because only because of proximity. 
Interesting. Let's say nationwide, that depends. Probably like 20 minutes. And um, there are, there are places in Newark where I heard it's over an hour. Yeah, that's and they got strict gun laws there, like the average citizen can't get. So you're living in a place where the response time is an hour. An hour is more than enough for them to have a gangbang with you and then rape and rob uh, everyone else in the house. And then, you know, eat the leftovers in the fridge, watch an episode on Netflix, and then yeah. keep moving. Then the cops arrive. You know? Yeah, it's true. So it's like, um, I don't know. That's why I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really pro to alpha. How did we get here? We really got kind of dark. Like, what, what, let's down this path. I'm listening to your description like, like all right, <laughs> this should be interesting. Um, I don't disagree with you. Like, but... come on, like, anything could occur in an hour. Yeah. And, um, what well, a gunfire, what 30 seconds basically, you can do a lot of damage in 30 seconds. Yes, basically. indeed. That's you what have, a pistol, um, too. So, have, uh, weapons that, uh, submachine guns, room brooms, they call them, that can empty out a whole 30 round clip in like less than a second. So, like, um, basically, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> no, I said I, I got to clear it up because it was kind of weird. But OK, what would America be like without the Second Amendment, basically? So that's foreign and domestic. What okay, would it be I know how we got down to that dark path. Yeah, I was getting the response time because I was saying, like, what if you're like you said, what if America didn't have guns? We didn't have, um, you know, there's always a black market. Mm-hmm. There's a black market for guns, and you know, in um, if people wanted to come through, and like I said, particularly, I, I hate to point the finger at the, the cartel, but they do a lot of business in, in in America, and it's it often leads to bloodshed, and the the addicts who are addicted to uh to the products, they they do break-ins and other things, you know, other crimes. But if we didn't have guns, like you said. And we were like Canada. Mm-hmm. We would just be such a soft target for, for, for we'd be real slim pickings. Like, like vultures would be circling around. Yeah. Other countries would be looking at us like, yeah, their military's tough, but if we catch them slipping, no, very light insurgency. You know, so, like really, really, but really consider like, okay, if we, I'm trying to think of uh, nations that do we really in, have, have we invaded any nations that they don't have guns? That's a good question. I have to look that up. But I'm, I'm but really consider it. It's our, any organized military against ours is, come on. Let's keep it real. You better be bring a coalition of, of some some badasses to join forces but, and make Ultron because you're not being you're not being us. But the insurgencies tend to be tough with yeah. uh, with with you know with armed civilians. And so, ironically enough, most of our weapons are foreign made besides a handful of our own. Something that I noticed and I was not particularly fond of. Yeah. Um, I sent, you a, I sent you a link, right, for those, um, that one that said, why the Pentagon fears Chinese drones. 
And so yeah, really, I gotta look at it again. Well, I'm gonna paraphrase it for you. So, okay. I thought it was like China had this super high tech drone that was like so awesome that we're scared of it. But nah, it was like these these drones are so cheap that we buy them, we use them on recon missions, and we sometimes we we fly, get pictures and everything with that. But sometimes they can even drop little bombs. But mm-hmm. um, more or less, we get them from China. Mm-hmm. And um, if China wanted to program some sort of security defect, some sort of flaw, something that they could use strategically against us in war, they could because we're relying on their um, their foreign technology. Yeah, we use the Beretta, made in Italy, That's like Italian. our sidearm. <laughs> like what else? Um, I'm trying to think what else. Two forty nine, the two forty are Belgian, I believe. Wait, really? F N H is the the. Manufacturer, Glocks are uh, Austrian. Austrian. Yeah, but um, really, uh, are Glocks military issued? Uh, I know some special ops guys for them, but they can really get custom. Um, they can get custom stuff sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if we really use them in the military. I could see them going to it, but I don't know. I don't I see why not. I forget because okay. Cause I was really, uh, I used to really follow up on, on these when they were uh, going to replace the carbine. I do recall, I think they were going to go with the HK mm-hmm. uh, fighter, but I forget. I think Glock was on there. Beretta had a, another, they submitted another um, sidearm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't know how the results went. So let me see. I got one more question for you. Okay. Is the attack on two alpha a plot to disarm the civilian populace? Conspiracy Yo. theory music. Dun, dun, dun. So I did read something. Ah, fuck. I gotta look it up. I'm gonna find this source. If I, I'm not gonna look it up right now, but it's a UN resolution that is part of the. Uh, what do you call it? Weapons reform globally. There mm-hmm. is something written saying, hey, we want to get these gun populations down, like people having guns. So if you just read that, and I think the year was like 2050, by that time they want basically civilian populations not necessarily having guns. Um, I would, ideally, I something suppose like it would be less it'll be good to have not so many guns in circulation, but I don't think that's going to happen. And like I said, it would be a long bloody war to get all the guns. But I think we should propose a date to have smart guns, to tag them and, and track them. If you're a law-abiding citizen, like you don't have nothing to worry about. But um, here's the thing, I don't want the feds to monitor this tracking. I want the militias to combine, and that should be their responsibility to track the nation's Interesting. Weapons. That's an interesting concept. I think the American people would be cool with that. As long as you stick to like the regulations, code of conduct, all that. Absolutely. Now it's like, I would, like I would like law enforcement to have to go through the militias to get access to that database. You know, but like um I think it should be held by the by the people. Yeah, I asked you another question. Um <laughs> you and your jokes. I guess you kind of got dad jokes or nerd jokes. I think we both do that. <laughs> so, 
as long uh, as they make me laugh. Hey, I, I'm with you. Uh, corny is in sometimes. So, when did when did you become first aware of the Second Amendment, if you can recall that? Um. Well. I know we like glazed over it in history class and everything, but it was like Man. That's hard, right? I was I mean I've always knew that we have the right to bear arms, but I really never gave it much thought. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna answer your question on when I really gave it much thought. Okay. And um just when I started going down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. learning about the false flags and the new world order and all, all the madness and everything and but then i when you look at it like how possible not saying it that's that someone's art is 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 putting these plans into motion but how possible would it be to to in, in to do this and if it were possible how would they do that and dearming the people mm-hmm. would be um that would be one of the first steps. If you're going to install an oppressive government, I do believe they may. Did they not do that in Nazi Germany? Uh, what's the other place? Um, yeah, Nazi Germany, I believe. I thought they did it in Venezuela. It's kind of like China. Um, where's that dude? Pol Pot, one of those dictators. He's like Southeast Asia somewhere, and I cannot remember. He was a dictator. That would be one of the first things that you do is yeah. you would take the weapons from the people so they cannot fight back. And then at the same time, they would be hopelessly dependent upon mm-hmm. government for, you know, for, for, for protection or anything along those lines. But here's what you got to consider. Okay. We are on the brink of unprecedented times where mm-hmm. artificial intelligence has the potential to uh, displace a huge chunk of humanity. Yeah. um, Again, I'm running to upgrade America to because I foresee this and I know that people are going to need resources beyond UBI to to meet their their everyday basic needs. And Mm -hmm. um, they don't the other parties really seem to have having a an approach for that and um when you consider you're talking about burdens to the state mm-hmm. but millions of people becoming burdens to the state and no one has any uh, uh, approach to that mm-hmm. and again you 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 hear about looming recessions and everything mm-hmm. i, I want to say this like the reason why i own weapons Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, on deck for for tyranny. Yeah, on deck for someone to break in, but for the unlikely event of anarchy. If you're go- if this whole system falls to hell, like oh. you're going to make it one day. I'm pretty sure the people who made it 24 hours had weapons. But yeah, you know, like this is not the time to be giving up guns. Like it's not the time. Um, you had any other questions? Um, I think that's it, man. That's that's what I got. Um, for P 
people, I, I know there's atrocities going on and there are irresponsible citizens that are, uh, that are that are, are ruining it for the majority, but don't buy into the rhetoric. Um, mm-hmm. Don't, the, the whole narrative that, that putting restraints, constraints on millions just to to stop the the the, the few who, who who messed it up like there's there's a better way and i suppose we'll ha- we can touch on another episode on um okay, additional okay. solutions on how we can do yeah, it we're talking about that, universal yeah. background checks which i'm i could see that i'm kind of cool with that where um you have blockchain it's a technology that they could it's universal ledger where you have something here every state can see the same information in real time so i could see how that could help and i I wouldn't be against that but upgrade america we got the technology to do this so well thanks for uh hanging out with us everybody it was truly a pleasure we we really appreciate the likes and each and every single view like seriously we're 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 out here doing this for you so word up So stay tuned for the next episode. Peace and love, everybody. Peace.